2: Monday afternoon, new week. This is the week in which we will celebrate our country's independence. Independence Day coming up on Thursday, the 4th of July. Everybody will, uh, or most everybody, will get a break on Thursday. And uh, a little time on the grill, maybe a little time on the water, some fireworks mixed in. This is a fun time of year and a, uh, a fun week. Glad to have you along on this Monday to start off the new week. I don't know that reading comprehension is um, is 100% for everybody. Nearly 4,000 of you voted over the weekend for the best college quarterback in the state of Mississippi of the four selections that we gave you on a Sports Talk Mississippi Twitter poll. There were a ton of responses about the poll being ridiculous and altogether invalid because Brett Favre wasn't on there and it didn't matter how many times we told you this was college only, it was dumb. There were lots of people that said it should be invalidated because there were two Ole Miss quarterbacks that were on there. And for that reason, that it was dumb. But, nevertheless, nearly 4,000 of you voted... And the uh, poll has come to an end, and we'll tell you who the uh, the top two vote-getters were to give you your first-team and second-team quarterbacks on the all-Mississippi
1: college football career only team. It's got to be exhausting, crying conspiracy about a Twitter poll, but here we are.
2: (laughs) Good Monday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you by Mississippi Land Bank. Online at mslandbank.com. Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. If you've got land financing needs of any kind, Mississippi Land Bank can help. They've been financing land and all that goes along with it for over 100 years. So if you're a farmer with equipment needs, need to buy a new piece of property, get a production loan, or refinance an existing loan, check out Mississippi Land Bank. If you're looking to build a house in the country, need a piece of recreational property, once again, check out Mississippi Land Bank. That's what they do. That's what they know. That's why we tell you that they know the lay of the land. Good Monday afternoon,
1: gentlemen. Borky, how are you? Doing well. Still recovering from eating six pounds worth of brisket this weekend but other than that six pounds of brisket yeah so literally I, i had a seven pounder that i made and it was excellent and i ate six of the seven pounds more likely than not as you can imagine even though she's pregnant my wife uh would not like split it down the middle with me so i ate the rest okay well there you go it was good it was good. You know, I used the, uh, the Malcolm Reed method. Uh, the okay. guy, he, he's been on our show before. He goes on JT a lot. Sure. Um, it was a little too dry, but it was my fault. It was still great, but I could make it even better than I did. I, I just, I kept it on without the foil too long. and didn't mm. foil wrap it in time. It was, was my mistake. But it was still, I mean, excellent because I'm, I'm good at this.
0: Oh, yeah. I hear you. Something like that. I hear you. Hey, Dad, what's up? Not much, man. Happy yeah. Monday to you too. And here we are, like you said, on a uh, a Monday, just a few days away from July Fourth, where I will. Uh, I, I didn't grill this weekend, but I, I will be this uh, this Thursday.
2: There you go. I like it. Two weeks from today, by the way, SEC football media days back in Hoover this Ooh. year. Perhaps the last time it will ever be in Hoover. Maybe. Don't know. But I think that's a distinct possibility. Or Ever's a long time, maybe the last time for a while that it will be in Hoover. Looks like Dallas it, it, is probably on the
0: horizon. Way.
2: Yeah. St.
0: Back Louis back to is Atlanta. Mentioned. Wait, uh, St. St. Lu- St. Louis.
1: putting it in Saint Louis would be so stupid.
2: Why? It's just a city. You gotta travel to any of these places.
1: Yeah, but it's not an SEC city.
2: No, it's not. But there is a major league baseball team there, which is not altogether bad.
0: They've got good barbecue. That, that nah. makes them an SEC city, doesn't it?
2: Nah. St. Louis barbecue.
0: Nah. Well, that's people from New York. They've got good barbecue there too, apparently. Hey, 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 don't don't let's not go down that route.
1: <laughs> Rippy, you went to um Atlanta this weekend. I did.
2: The Braves were not in town. They were in New York. They were not. How was your weekend? Good. You made it back? I made it back safe. I must admit that I was concerned.
3: That was an accident.
2: I was concerned. Boys, I woke up on Saturday morning, I don't know, about 7.30, to a missed call from uh, our friend Brian Scott Rippey. I will not tell you what time I missed
3: the call, other than it was after I'd gone to sleep, and I thought, "Uh uh-oh. It was a butt dial in my recents. Or I say butt dial. I clicked the wrong thing.
2: Clicked on the wrong thing because I saw that and I thought, Mm, I hope he didn't
3: really need me at that time. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, he's going to be concerned when he wakes up and sees this.
2: Yeah, I, I sent you a text that said, hope you're okay. Clearly, I was asleep. Are you alive? <laughs> Are you
3: incarcerated? <laughs> it was all good. It was fun. Yeah. Floated a river. The Chattahoochee? Yeah, we devised the worst plan ever to float a river, but we got down it. Did you try and float it upstream? We went to Target and bought pool floats. Half of us left the original pool float, which was a sparkly-looking unicorn. There's five of them in the front yard. So then I had to go to Sam's Club on the way to the river and buy another one, which turned into a two-seater that was some kind of horse with a rainbow over it. So imagine me and some other dude with three other floats floating down a river in a pool float that had a rainbow above it. And then we showed up at the river and did not have a uh, air pump, so we made everyone mad around us asking for an air pump to pump all these things up. But we got down the river. On sparkly unicorns, no less. Yeah, the lady was like, do you want me to inflate the rainbow part, too? And I was like, please stop talking. I'm really grateful you let us use this, but please stop. <laughs> it was fun, though.
2: Were you the only ones that were floating on um, sparkly
3: unicorns and tandem mount horses? Yeah, everyone else had pretty state-of-the-art stuff. What would you have gotten if you had it to do all over again? Uh, probably the unicorn. I probably wouldn't have left it in the front yard and bought a second float. Oh, so you would, have, you would have stuck with this method of transportation. It was that or a piece of pizza is what Target had. Not a very great selection. Did you ever toy
2: with the idea of going to somewhere like... Dick's Sporting Goods, or Academy Outdoors, or
3: I was just along for the ride, man. Hmm. I mean, no interest in pumping in pearls of wisdom along the way. No, it, it's pretty futile
2: effort. Hey, guys, did you hear? I, I used the uh, I used the phrase tandem mount inflatable horse just a moment ago. Thing things that I didn't anticipate saying today. There are a few things that I didn't anticipate reading. Uh, when I read the replies to the poll from the weekend. Because some of these were special. There were two tweets from Sports Talk Mississippi. We're building an all-time, all-Mississippi, college football team. College careers only. First up quarterback. We pick the finalist, you pick the player. We did spend two days discussing this on the show. The four finalists were Steve McNair... Eli Manning, Dak Prescott, Archie Manning, and I think if there had been a fifth, then the fifth probably would have been Reggie Collier. Did did we kind of is that where we kind of ended up? It was between him and and Willie Totten. Sure. First response: Brett Favre, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, not on the list yet. Two Mannings, one of which never made the playoffs. Which um, which Manning? Never made the playoff.
0: Archie.
2: Oh, that's true. I thought this yeah, was a Saints, college Saints weren't board.
0: good back then. Yes, you're right. It, it is, Rippy.
1: Uh, people don't know how to read.
2: To which Brian Haydad responded, I mean, it says college it says, career only
0: right there on the tweet. <laughs> that, that guy made me laugh because he, he kept on, and he said about draft position. And so I said, well, if we're taking – this guy, he was obviously an MSU fan. I said, well, if we're going to go by draft position, we're going to have to take Dak off for Favre. And immediately he's like, I'm just saying.
2: <laughs>
0: immediately, like, oh, we're not taking Dak off.
2: So. There was a response that said, by having two old Miss players, you're causing Rebel fan votes to be split, guaranteeing that neither will win. Yeah, It really wasn't our concern. Anyone who votes Archie should have to move out of this state.
3: <laughs> okay. The internet is the home of comprehension and nuance. Okay.
0: Um, Very subtle. Subtlety and
3: Reggie Collier never lost to Ole Miss or Mississippi
2: State and beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa to end a 57 home game winning streak, but he's not on your list. Oh, first D1 QB with 1,000 rushing yards and passing in the season. Southern Miss to the top. Of who you have, McNair. But it's a reasonable argument for Reggie Collier. Collier, I don't disagree with this. Um... There are a lot of Brett Favre things on there. Are any, any of them said, in the
1: NFL Hall of Fame from Crazy Eagle?
2: I'm mad that Michael Hennig is not on that list. That was one for you, hey, Dad. <laughs> I love this Still one. Totally invalid poll without Brett Favre or Reggie Collier. You're going to have to do better than that. Like doing better than hiring Art Bryles. Uh, as if it were a conspiracy. Clever having two old Miss QBs to split the voting.
0: What's funny about that is Richard is the guy who wanted Archie Manning more than me. So Richard, this is
2: an embarrassment to Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, Sports Talk Mississippi really invalidated themselves on this one. Welcome to Monday, everybody. What a weekend for a uh, for a not much going on in the world of sports weekend. There kind of ended up being a lot going on. Two wild and crazy games in London with the Yankees and the Red Sox. And that may not be your thing, but they still were pretty crazy.
1: It was cool, also, just the setting being completely different. I know it was Gorilla Ball, and we'll get on touch on that later. There was almost too much scoring, but still the scene was pretty cool. I agree.
2: Packed house, both games, really neat setting, rivalry. Next year you got uh, Cardinals-Cubs in the London series for a couple of games. And if you're a hitter, you can't wait to get there. Because, I mean, in London Stadium, the ball was absolutely fly. Like little slap shots the other way going over the wall down the right field line. It was 380 to center. Yeah, 385. But they said it was going to play longer because there was a 16-foot wall. Said so it was going to play like 405. Uh, I don't think there was any part of that ballpark that played like 405 over the weekend. NBA free agency began yesterday. Adrian Wojnarowski is um, really good at his job. Really good at his job. Like I, I think you would be fairly hard pressed to look across different industries. And find the person that is best at their job in a specific industry and then say they are better at their job
1: than Woj is at his job. Is that overselling that? I don't think so. Nobody is consistently first like him. I mean, I don't even know how you begin to cultivate the sourcing that it takes for the ability to break everything. 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 And it's not only that he breaks it; it's that he breaks it long before anybody's prepared for it to go official. And it's and with never almost wrong. One hundred percent accuracy. So how do Did, you does cultivate he miss that? on any of it? No, uh, I, as far as I can remember, he has never missed on anything.
3: There are other guys too.
1: Shams is great, but he's just not on his
3: level yet. Mark Stein's pretty good too. Which is wild. Like,
1: he only works for the New York Times, which I guess is a national newspaper, but still, it's. The New York Times, and not some national thing like ESPN.
3: Yeah, he had over a decade at ESPN. There, that probably helps. Yeah, before being at the New York Times,
2: that's home was in Bristol. Ramona Shelburne had a nice day as well, and she and Woj kind of worked together on uh, on some of those things. Um, so, really, the the thing that is still out there in NBA free agency is Kawhi. Where is he going to go? When, when are we going to get a Kawhi decision? I mean, I know free agency started yesterday, and he kind of marches
3: to the beat of his own drummer
1: whenever he feels like it.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll happen when
1: it happens.
3: Probably the strangest free agent ever.
1: Because he doesn't like leaks. He, he doesn't like stardom or, or being in the forefront or anything. Yet the Lakers leak all the time, and he's down to them or staying home in Toronto. And it's Los Angeles where you would be at the forefront of everything. In Toronto, he can kind of hide and, and get buried away. And that franchise well, never leaks. But the you Lakers, say that nobody you can say shut that. up.
0: You say that though. Superstars living in L.A. I mean, there there are thousands of them. Kawhi Leonard can just walk around the streets of L.A. and you know he's not the biggest star out there because you might see you know Ryan Gosling or Brad Pitt or whoever. L.A. is a city built for superstars. You can be more anonymous there. and Toronto, if Kawhi Leonard walks down the street, people know who he is.
3: And do you really know what he's down to? Because nobody seems to know anything about this guy. I mean, an organization he spent, what, eight years with still has no idea what happened and how he left or what exactly the injury was? Like, if someone were to ask you what was the Kawhi Leonard injury in San Antonio, what is your answer? Well, people will say quad, but the injury was he wanted to leave. But what happened with it? that was any idea they have no idea who he is like some, I was listening to something that made a really good point the other day like at the parade when he like did his own laugh and was like a little bit self-aware you know what I'm talking about like his teammates reacted as if they had just like seen some kind of asteroid or meteor like they're <laughs> like this dude's coming out so even them after spending a year with him had no idea who this guy is I think my favorite tweet that I saw yesterday was
2: somebody that said uh, Kawhi Leonard's just going to update his LinkedIn profile right and that's how we're going to find out who his new team is? Um, There's been
1: some really good stuff like that. I saw one that said Kawhi's going to leave a movie, turn his phone back on to 3,000 texts, and say, oh, right. Is <laughs> that, might, might, that uh, today?
2: Might actually be the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's
2: kind of fascinating. Because if he stays in Toronto, then likely the Raptors are going to be the betting favorites to win the NBA title next year. If he goes to Los Angeles, the Lakers are going to be the odds-on favorites to win the title. Is there any other
3: option for him at this point?
0: Clippers. I don't think so, because I don't think he wants to go to the Clippers and shoulder the load by himself.
3: I think they'd make a trade by next February's deadline, or before the season started to add someone else if he went to the Clippers. Could he still go to the Knicks? They've still got money, right? Uh, no, all tied up in Julius Randle. Oh, they spent too much on Oh, I was being somewhat facetious, but no, that's not happening.
1: Yes. They're no, actually saying... quietly building a decent little team. No, it's not Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but they have got some pieces that'll be okay there. I mean, they're going to get better. That was the better. most
2: condescending thing you've ever said on the radio, Borkey.
1: <laughs> oh, the Knicks are actually quietly building a
3: decent little team. They're Julius Randle, Bobby Portis and... bunch. Yeah, and R.J. Barrett's like, that's a good summer, but you can't sell your entire fan base of landing two of the biggest five free agents in half a decade. Especially a decade. for so, Yeah, we got Julius Randle, so five-season well, and, and, tickets.
2: And and got rid of their biggest star in the middle of the season last year in order to free up space to, to go do get bigger this. stars.
0: exactly. They could have just kept him. Yeah. yeah.
1: But to your point, though, Richard, if Kawhi goes anywhere else that's not the Lakers, what are there, ten teams? that that can conceivably win the NBA Finals next year? I mean, the the parity will be great. If he goes to the Lakers and he teams up with LeBron and Anthony Davis, he might as well just pencil them in as winning the entire thing. But if he doesn't go there, the parity across the league...
2: Nope, 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 nope. I'm not letting you get away with that again. We're not penciling anybody in for a title. Remember you guys penciled in
1: the the Warriors for a title last year? Yeah, and if they don't have a bunch of injuries, they win. Did
2: they have the injuries or
1: not? Okay, so we'll just plan for injuries next year. But generally speaking, because <laughs> I mean they usually happen. That to team somebody. Though, if healthy, that team cannot be beat. If he goes there, if he doesn't, you've got.
3: I mean, doesn't maybe
1: wait. The Lakers can't be beat if he goes there.
0: Yeah, they, they, there's no way if they are healthy. It would be very difficult to beat a I'm LeBron AD Kawhi team.
2: They will have 3 players and everybody else on the roster will have minimum contracts. Well, Kuzma's yeah, a good
0: player too. Love Kuzma. They would have 3 of the top 5 players in the league. No question about it, 3 of the top 5.
3: I mean, before Anthony Davis had his Didn't the Heat have that year, their first year together as well and they didn't win it? Bosh and Wade were not top 5 at the, no. at the time. At the time? No, not in the NBA. No,
0: not even close. Okay. Especially Bosh, no. That's fine. I
3: tell you what, you
2: guys go ahead and take the Lakers, and I'll take the field, and we'll see where it plays out. I'm in for that. I just, you know, I mean, crowning the champion before, you know, before free agency even ends seems a little premature. I did love what Brian Windhorst said last night on SVP. He said, you know, this past season we had a really good year. And we talked about basketball, but we were always looking to free agency at the end of the 2019 season. So it was basketball and off-season trades. This coming year, because 2020's free agent market is going to look nothing like it does this season, it's basketball and basketball. And to point just a second ago, even though he just crowned a title for a team that only has two superstars, one of which is old and we'll see if the other can stay healthy, uh, no, I said are... if
1: Kawhi goes there and they're healthy, nobody's beating them.
2: I, I understand that, but, okay, fair enough. I, that, yeah, I don't want to put words in your mouth on that. So if he goes there. But again, who's to say that Kawhi doesn't end up having to shoulder the load there all by himself all over again? Because Anthony Davis doesn't, ex- doesn't exactly have a history of staying super healthy, and True. LeBron's like like 47. He is not that old. His hairline
1: will tell a different
2: story. How is He's LeBron. 34, isn't he? He's 34. How many miles are on those tires? A lot. Way more than 34-year-old worth. He'll be fine. Okay. Keep on keep on thinking that, Mr. Purple and Gold fan. I will. And I hope they're great because it'll be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Be a, that's the thing. You, you set up for a really fascinating league. And by the way, the Pelicans got better yesterday. They did. I love the J.J. Redick pickup. He's coming off his career best season. J.J. Redick is 35 years old. Doesn't have quite as many miles on the tires as LeBron does, but 35, coming off his best season, averaged 18 a game. And with what's coming to New Orleans, having a legitimate outside threat to be able to spread the floor a little bit,
1: that's a nice pickup. And he's never once missed the playoffs. Really? Really. That's a nice stat.
2: 15 years in the NBA. He's had a really good career. Would you have thought when J.J. Redick was wrapping up at Duke that he was going to make $117 million in the NBA? Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Renaissance Bank Studio. We've got winners and losers coming up at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and that also means at 20 after 4, we will get to your winners and losers. You can start sending us those on the C Spire text line. That number is 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Text us your winners and losers from the weekend at a C-SPIRE repair center, they love making happier experiences for you. That's why they've got one-hour phone repair, fixing any phone from any carrier with certified parts and technicians. Visit cspire.com slash repair to find a repair center near you. They've got 20 locations across the state, from Oxford all the way to Gulfport. c Spire, customer inspired. Again, the C-SPIRE text line, 601 879 439 Five. Um, we'll circle back to some of the NBA stuff. I got a bunch of other things to uh, to get to, but let's wrap up the quarterback portion of the Twitter poll from the weekend. So we put the, we we debated this on Thursday. We talked about it more on Friday, and then when we wrapped the show up on Friday, we said we would put this Twitter poll up, and you would be able to vote through the start of the show today. 3,888 votes. The four finalists and and for the people that said, well, why didn't you make five or six finalists? Because we couldn't get the people at Twitter.com to allow for more than four vote options in the Twitter poll. That's the reason we narrowed it to four. And that's the reason it was so hard. The four finalists were Steve McNair, Eli Manning, Dak Prescott, and Archie Manning. Are there reasons the vote turned out the way that it did? Sure. Of course there are. Did people just vote for their favorite player on their favorite team? Absolutely. Some looked at it and said, I don't really care who my favorite team is. This is the guy that I think the best quarterback is. But that's okay. This is not a scientific process. It's something for us to have fun with. And if we're being completely honest, can we be completely honest here for a second, Warky?
3: We'll it was hear. a long-standing conspiracy.
2: 100% honesty here? <laughs> This is not really about naming the all-time team. This is more about us spending the next month and a half talking about and reliving the careers of some of the all-time great players in the state of Mississippi. Because that's kind of fun to do. And it's a pretty good historical exercise as well. I think it's good for me to go back and look at Reggie Collier's numbers and learn more about him. Whether he makes the four, he's the quarterback, forget about that for a second. And it's not a slight of your team, it's not a slight of your town, and it's not an insult to a player one way or the other. It's just a way for us to take a little bit different look at football history in the state of Mississippi. So again, the four finalists were Steve McNair, Eli Manning, Dak Prescott, and Archie Manning. What we told you is we would narrow the finalists to four And then the top two vote-getters would be the first and second team players on our all-Mississippi, all-time college football team. Eli Manning got the fewest number of votes. He got 15% of the 3,888 votes. We're going to have a tie for second place. We won't break ties. Kind of like the SEC, we won't break ties. Dak Prescott got 43% of the vote, and so Dak Prescott is our first-team all-time Mississippi quarterback for college and tied for second-team all-time Steve McNair and Archie Manning, who both got 21% of the vote. Did they get exactly the same number of votes? I don't know the answer to that because Twitter doesn't break down the exact number of votes. It gives you percentages. So we've got Dak Prescott with 43% of the vote and Steve McNair and Archie Manning tied for second with 21% of the vote. Reaction?
0: Uh, it's one of those where I'm I'm surprised but I shouldn't be because I knew pe- people were going to vote with their heart. Uh, I voted for McNair for, for full disclosure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like Dak. I would not have voted for him over McNair, but... That's just sort of where we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was Borky? a McNair vote, but I also learned that people are really insecure. <laughs> why, why do you say that? Because apparently, I mean, with Twitter polls, that like you're personally victimized by either not having your player on a poll or having a player that you don't like on a poll. And just... Uh, We are just bad people that have these platforms, and we use them to force our bias onto all of you instead of just having some fun in July. Here's an opinion,
2: but an opinion that will not trump the results. Fine with me. Dak Prescott is not the best college quarterback in the history of the state of Mississippi, in my opinion. However, he got 43% of the vote, and so in the overwhelming opinion of those of you who voted... Dak Prescott is the best college quarterback to have ever played college football in the state of Mississippi. It has nothing to do with where he is drafted, was drafted, has nothing to do with his pro career, which is the reason that Brett Favre is not obviously the number one overall choice. Let me ask you this. If we had taken Eli Manning out of the poll and had put Brett Favre in there, with the clear understanding that this was college career only, what percentage of the vote do you think Brett Favre would have gotten?
0: He would have won because you think? even though we had even though we had the clear under, understanding of college career only, people still would have just voted for Brett Favre.
2: Okay,
0: and it's the same way with, with with Dak. I mean, if if you college career only, I mean McNair had a better college career, but Dak won.
2: There you go. So. So Dak Prescott with Steve McNair and Archie Manning tied for second.
0: Yeah. There you go. I will that. say this. I can live with this result. If Walter Payton doesn't win this next round, I'm t- I say we take the vote away and we just name it. That-
2: All right, so we will go from quarterback to running back next. Borky says he thinks we should go with 20 personnel for our all-time <laughs> Mississippi team.
1: Yeah, I don't want to do a tight end. Is that okay? Some great tight ends in this state. Ooh, no, I don't think that's okay. Wesley Walls, Reggie well, Kelly. Well, then how then how do we do it? Do we just do two wide receivers? We go 21 yeah. personnel with two wide yeah. outs? Yeah. I wanted we'll go to do old three.
0: School. We'll go old school. All
1: right, so we'll go 21 personnel and just do two wide outs,
0: which I think is going to be harder than running back. Oh, it will be difficult, but got, got to have the tight ends.
3: Couldn't you? I mean, this is science let, here. You let, could yeah. do three wide receivers. Let's go three wide end. receivers and a tight end Yep, yeah. because that's 12 guys. Auburn gets away with that all the time. We could do it.
0: <laughs> we put like eight guys uh, on the first the, team all-NBA. The all NBA. basketball team is nine players. Well, yeah, that's a problem. It, it's okay. We
3: well, could do, do three in a tight end. That still makes enough sense. Just go one running back. Ooh. You
2: fir- Just go single back. You'll have a first team running back and a second team running back. We'll go three wide receivers, a tight end, five linemen, a quarterback.
3: Does that not work? I mean, again, we're not taking the field. I say we do both. Okay. Well, all right, so fun. two backs, one put, tight end, what, what, three wide You're going to put full backs in? I thought you all wanted two running backs.
1: I want two yeah. running backs.
3: Two running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end. Yeah. We can put full backs in if you want to. Again, this is – I just made a rule. You can make one, too. But I think it would be – I just think it would be easier is my point if you did two running backs and three receivers. Well, but
2: do we have enough running backs that's that justified? that's justified? It's a great question. To get to two, absolutely. Yeah. Well, but okay. I mean, we need to get to four finalists. I think just we can get like we to did. four
1: pretty easily as well, though. I think we'll we get can. to four
2: finalists, and then the top two vote getters will be the two running backs a first team running back and a second team running back. We don't have to go to two back sets.
0: I feel like this is going to be like quarterback, too. I feel like the top three are easy picks, and then it's we've got to figure out that fourth guy.
2: Okay. So, Walter Payton, obviously. Is one of our finalists.
0: I swear to God, listeners, if y'all don't vote for him, I swear on <laughs> if everything. If sweetness
2: only- is not the winner here, okay, can, can can I? I've already seen this comment. So can I just put out here? We're talking about college football players that played college football in Mississippi, and we're using the numbers that they put up in college to determine the running backs. I don't want to hear anything about Marcus Dupree. I love Marcus Dupree. He is a fun interview. He is a great guy. But as at last I checked, he never played college football in the state of
0: Mississippi. And only played one year of college football, period.
2: Yes. Period. Walter Payton will be on the list. Who else is on the list? Uh, Who are the guys that we're going to do? We're not going to debate everybody today. Yeah. But just kind of a high level. Who from Mississippi State makes the list? Anthony Nixon Dixon or Norwood?
0: Anthony it's got to be Anthony should, Dixon. Should be a head, Should be the, the Mississippi State guy for this list. Jarius Norwood in the conversation? Norwood is one of the guys I'm 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 going to talk about for maybe my fourth spot. Okay. Deuce McAllister. Yes.
2: Um. Borky, you mentioned Sammy Winder from Southern Miss. Really good career if you look at it. We're open to suggestions. Running backs that we should be discussing from four-year colleges in the state of Mississippi that should be in the running for the all-time all-Mississippi college football team. Sports Talk Mississippi. There's a guy that used to play professional baseball that's still getting paid. We'll tell you who next. Hey, Will and Euphoria wins the day on the uh, C-Spire text line.
0: Did you see this? Hey, Dad. Will in Euphoria. I did not see.
2: Talking about all-time running backs in the state of Mississippi, he said oh, Brandon Holloway up the middle is where my uh, I'm putting my money. <laughs>
0: Just trying to get my eye to twitch.
2: <laughs> that is fantastic. We're glad to have you along this afternoon at Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. We we, we mention this story every year because, well, it's the, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. July 1st every year is Bobby Bonilla Day from now through 2035. Starting in 2011, so eight years ago, the New York Mets have and will write a check for 1 million well almost 1.2 million dollars to former player Bobby Bonilla even though he hasn't suited up for a team in the 21st century. Dennis Gilbert, the sports agent who negotiated the contract for Bonilla told Yahoo Finance, "We got a guaranteed 8% interest rate. Made it work and gave him income all the way through age 65." How did this contract come to be? The New York Mets had had enough, and so they met up with Bonilla's agent and agreed on a deal that would go down in the Hall of Fame of Retirement Plans. General Manager of the Mets needed to free up some money to sign some free agents or to sign a free agent. He needed to have the money now to pay the free agent. That's what Gilbert, the agent, said at the time. And the Mets owed Bobby Bonilla five point nine million dollars in the year two thousand. The deal became to defer the five point nine million into future earnings for Bonilla, instead of paying the six million dollars five point nine, they would make payments in the amount of almost one point two million from two thousand eleven through twenty thirty five. By releasing Bobby Bowe and signing that deal, the Mets freed up $6 million to sign free agent Mike Hampton, who went on to become the 2000 NLCS MVP. So it wasn't an altogether bad deal for the Mets. When Hampton left, after they lost to the Yankees in the World Series, the team was awarded the draft pick that would ultimately bring them team captain David Wright. So, again, it was not an altogether bad deal for the Mets. The other part of the story was, this was the time in which Fred Wilpon and the Wilpon family, owners of the Mets, were investing heavily with Bernie Madoff, who was running a Ponzi scheme that was guaranteeing massive returns on money in perpetuity. They didn't know it was a Ponzi scheme. That was the case for a whole bunch of other people, and they thought that this deal would end up paying off for them in the long run. Well, it turned out it was a Ponzi scheme. They lost a whole bunch of money, and Bobby Bonilla continues to get paid. Now, there are financial wizards, financial gurus, if you want to read these stories, they're out there, that will tell you, in reality, this is not the best deal for Bobby Bonilla. If he had gotten the entire $6 million and had invested it wisely, then he could have made more money in the long run than he ultimately is going to make by getting a check for $1.2 million once a year through the age of 65. I don't know how you guys manage your money. You probably do a better job than I do. But if you tell me I could get a $6 million check all at once right now, or five years from now, I could be guaranteed a check for $1.2 million a year for 25 years. You know which one I would take? 100 times out of 100. And I don't care what the math on it is. I would take the $1.2 million for 25 years. It's guaranteed income, and I know I'm not going to blow all the money at once. I'm with you. You could say oh, it'd be hard to blow six million dollars. Yeah, I mean it would be, but get the six million dollars, pay off your house, buy a big fancy house, whatever you want to do, and pay it off. Take some elaborate vacations. Think that now you can go buy a boat and buy a lake house or a vacation home. And guess what? That six million's gone. Wait the five years, continue to work in the meantime, get a check for $1.2 million, have a bad year, blow it all, and guess what? There's another check for $1.2 million coming next year, and another one the year after that, and another one the year after that, and so on for the next two and a half decades. Pretty cool deal for Bobby Bonilla. Which would you take, Borky? Lump sum of $6 million? Or the payout over 25 years.
1: Yeah, I know those economic people are smart or whatever, but give me the million dollars every year until I'm 65, please, and thank you. Rippy, would you go one way or the other? You come from a smart, banking-savvy
2: family?
3: I'd probably take in the 25 years plan.
2: Yeah. Just seems like there's a lot less room to screw that up. Just my thought. Winners and losers coming up next in the Renaissance Bank Studio. (laughs) Quick first hour on this Monday, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey, glad to have you along. Sports Talk brought to you every day by Mississippi Land Bank. Check out their website, mslandbank.com. I tell you all the time about Mississippi Land Bank and what they do, but if you want to kind of figure out a little bit more for yourself, just go and kind of check out the uh, all that they have to offer on the website outlines all of their different types of loans. You get locations as well. Branch locations in Senatobia, that's where their corporate headquarters is. Clarksdale, Cleveland, Indianola, Corinth, Tupelo, New Albany, Starkville, Kosciuszko, and Louisville. Those are the branch locations for Mississippi Land Bank across North Mississippi, and that's the area they service. Basically, Highway 82 North. If you've got land financing needs of any kind, Mississippi Land Bank can help you. They've been financing land, refinancing land, and all that goes with it for over 100 years. Again, the website, MSLandBank.com. We're glad to have you along for the ride this afternoon. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, you can on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. 4395. What's more awesome than getting the new device you want? Getting it for a great deal. That's why C Spire is giving you $650 off top smartphones when you switch and trade in a qualifying device. C Spire, customer inspired. What do we want from you on the C Spire text line? We want your winners and losers from the weekend. What did you see this weekend that you liked? What did you see this weekend that you didn't like? And with that, we will give you our winners and losers.
0: All I, all, I, all, I, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm a loser, baby. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Winner now.
2: All right, so winners and losers from the weekend. Start off with a little golf. How about Nate Lashley? He was the winner of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, played for the very first time in Detroit. It was attended exceptionally well, first-time event. Nate Lashley turned pro in 2004, I think. In two thousand five, in a plane crash, he lost his girlfriend, his mother, and his father. Fast forward to I may be off by a year, it may be oh five, oh six.
3: You gonna correct me? I think he turned pro in oh five, but oh four they were on the way back from a college event and that happened. Okay. So I
2: was off a little bit on the time, but the general facts are there. Fast forward to twenty nineteen. And Nate Lashley wins on the PGA Tour for the first time in his career. He's in his late 30s. And that's a life-changing win. He now has status on the Tour. He's bounced back and forth between multiple Tours, even this year. And he went out and he played great golf. Had a pair of 63s. He opened the tournament with a 63. He's the second wire-to-wire winner on the PGA Tour this weekend. And you can tell the people that cover golf, I was listening to some PGA Tour radio stuff, and guys that have been around the tour for a long time really, really excited for Nate Lashley to get his first PGA Tour win. So neat story there from Detroit. Nate Lashley, a winner this weekend.
1: Borky, who you got? A guy named Joe Westerman, because you might think you're tough, but you're not Joe Westerman tough. He plays rugby for a whole FC in the British Super League. In a rugby game this weekend, he got tackled, and he rolled up on his back and held his right leg in the air, and you could see that his kneecap had moved to the side of his leg, off of the front of his knee to the side of his leg, so he lays there and starts slapping his kneecap over and over and over again back into place. He slaps it five or six times. It goes back in the middle of his knee. Mm. He, He bends it to make sure he's good gets up and finishes the game, never came off the field. Wow. Hey, Dad, give me a winner.
0: I'm going to go with MSU Women's Basketball, or as they're called this week, USA Team over there at the World University Games. Uh, They won their opener today, a friendly opener today, against Japan. Uh, Final score was 79-78. They were down 10. At the end of the first half, but had a, a big game from Jessica Carter. She's one of the names that the State's going to look to replace Tierra McCowan with. She had 24 points and eight rebounds, including a three-point play in the final seconds that uh, that won the game for the uh, for the Bulldogs slash Americans. All right. Hashtag America.
3: Rippy. You took mine. So I guess I'll just go very generic. I'll go. To the... Wait,
0: hey that did or I did? You were going to hey, go with did. MSU oh. women's basketball?
3: No, no, I was going with uh, Richard. Um... Golf one. I guess I'll just be generic. That I'll go to the Nets. I mean, they crawled out of maybe the largest hole in NBA history with that Celtics trade that sent all those washed up big three. Like they they were cratered for like almost a decade for that. Now they're the team in New York, and there's really not many much other way to put it. They're the interesting team in New York, and you know what? They've only been there six six years, six seven years, Any longer than that. Maybe a little longer
2: than that. I don't remember exactly. Um, Mikhail Prokhorov, the Russian billionaire that's the owner of that team, he and Jay-Z, right?
3: Rock Nation.
2: Rock Nation. Um, So, yeah. Hey, here's another winner for you. Earlier today, the youngest woman in the draw at Wimbledon beat the oldest, 15-year-old Corey Goff, an American... Beat five-time Wimbledon champion Venus Williams 6-4, 6-4, By the way, she's 39 in a first-round meeting between the two players with a 24-year age gap. The 39-year-old Williams had won four of her seven Grand Slam titles before Goff was even born in 2004. Corey Goff, ranked 313th in the world, is the youngest player to enter the main draw at Wimbledon since Laura Robson in 2009, after going through qualifying last week. So perhaps a young American female tennis star in the making. Corey Goff, a, uh, a winner. Any other winners? Or are you guys ready to go to some losers?
1: I mean, aside from forward. David Griffin turning Anthony Davis into a playoff team, um, no, we can move huh. on. The job that he's done is remarkable, Borky. It's almost as if when you hire competent people, they know how to do a good job. It's amazing. You replace incompetence with competence, and suddenly it's like, hey, yeah, we but, know how to run a franchise. But, but it can't be that simple, can it? No. Uh, what he's done, I mean, an asset that won it out, one player that won it out, and he turned it into three promising young guys, a bunch of draft picks, luckily the number one player in the draft, and then got a veteran shooter and a veteran center. Uh, from one guy. It's incredible.
2: Pretty impressive. Hey, Dad, give me a loser.
0: I'm going to go with the same loser I always go with on this week. King George III. Suck it, England. <laughs> America.
3: That was pretty good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well played. And the U.S. King Women's Ge-
0: National Team will uh, will take down England as well this week.
2: By the way, my favorite character in the um, hit Broadway musical Hamilton is King George. There you go. If, if, if you ever see Hamilton, you'll love King George. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, you uh, you should do that. Rippy, you got a loser?
3: Yes. Uh, the Mets. Ah, the New York yes. Metropolitans. Related to Bobby Bonilla or otherwise? Uh, no, so unrelated. Been a real rough couple. So they've lost a ton of games in a row, though they did win last night and stopped, I think, what was a seven or eight-game losing streak. But they, um, they put two – I'm making sure I have this right. I was trying to go back and look it up. I don't know if anyone else saw this. I'm pretty sure they put two former players in a tribute video of former Mets that are, like, no longer with us that are still very much alive. Um, and then when they apologized for it, they misspelled one of the dude's names. No one else saw this. No yeah, that this. that was going
1: to be mine. Yeah, yeah, Richard. They did so, a tribute video honoring the 1969 World Series team, and we're we're honoring those who have passed. And two of the guys they honored, live and kicking.
3: Je- uh, Jesse Hudson and Jim Gosker, um, very much alive. But the Nets pronounced the Mets pronounced them dead. Uh, So jury's still out on what the actual status is, I guess. I I think I'd probably go with them over the Mets word. Um, And then when they apologized, they misspelled Jesse's name. So that's tough.
2: Really sad news out of Major League Baseball. This doesn't necessarily qualify as a loser. Tyler Skaggs, who is a pitcher or was a pitcher in the Anaheim Angels organization, in fact started on Saturday night has passed away in Texas. The Angels game against the Rangers tonight has been postponed, and very few details out at this point. He was uh, found dead earlier today. Kind of just the middle of the rotation guy for the Angels. Uh, Pitched again on Saturday night against the Oakland A's, worked four and a third, a couple of hits, two earned runs. Details surrounding his death at this point unclear, but that game tonight has been canceled. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Renaissance Bank studio. All right, we open winners and losers up to you. If you haven't sent them to us yet, you can do so on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, or you can tweet them to us at Sports Talk M-I-S-S. Some of these are pretty good. Lucas in Union says Steve Stricker is a winner for winning the U.S. Senior Open in his very first try. I think they played that at the uh, Notre Dame golf course in uh, South Bend, Indiana this weekend. And I didn't follow it throughout the weekend. David Toms went low, low, low on Thursday. But it was Steve Stricker. Steve Stricker's kind of got it figured out, right? This is a guy who was really on top of his game, playing the best golf of his career. But his kids were getting a little bit older, and he said, yeah, I'm not going to keep playing every week. I'm not going to go with a full tournament schedule anymore. I'm getting a little bit older. want to be around for my kids' stuff. I'm still going to play in some majors, and I'll still play in a few other events, and then I'll play some on the Champions Tour when I, uh, when I get there. But he took some time off. But when he's played, he's continued to play at a really, really high level. So good for Steve Stricker for winning. Lucas also gave us the Brooklyn Nets and the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. He says his loser, the Knicks, the Knicks, and the Knicks.
1: <laughs> Random Good winner wild. I forgot to put in. So Damian Lillard signed a four-year, $196 million Supermax with Portland. Jeez. That is $50 million more than the endowment of where he went to college.
2: Am I doing the math right? Is that $49 million a year for the next four years to play basketball?
1: Pretty special. Wow. Good work if you can get it, all that good stuff. But yeah, he went to Weber State, and their endowments 140 million.
3: That backcourt is comprised of Weber State and Lehigh alums. So fine guys that can play.
2: Uh, here's a text message winner, Alex Bowman for winning his first NASCAR race. All right. Uh, Jerry and Brookhaven pointed in about uh, Nate Lashley, that he didn't even qualify for the tournament until Wednesday. He tried to go through Monday qualifying. In fact, the guy that won the Monday qualifier ended up finishing second in the golf tournament, and Lashley was on the alternate list. He was actually the fourth alternate, had guys drop out of the tournament, ends up getting in, and then has a uh, an incredibly lucrative weekend. Here's another uh, loser for the Knicks. Winner, NBA free agents for signing bonkers contracts. Borky, as you read the numbers that Woj was tweeting and others were tweeting last night kind of as it unfolded? Didn't they just all, kind of all run together? Like like the, the numbers and the values of those contracts
1: lost all meaning as it was just one after another after another after another? I mean, you start to get numb to it at some point. But like when J.J. Redick, for example, signed his deal with New Orleans that I got pumped about, that's JJ Redick in his mid thirties getting thirteen million a year.
2: Signed a two year, twenty six million dollar contract, and you go, Oh, that's nice. That's a good value for New Orleans. Thirteen me, million just- a year
0: for JJ Reddick. It was just about looking at the teams. I just assume the teams will make the math work. I'm just interested in where the players are going. The money was sort of irrelevant to me, although yeah, it's it's huge numbers. I just expect the numbers to be huge at this point.
2: Yeah, I'm just fascinated with the numbers, and always have been, because the business
1: side of sports is really fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, as we were watching
1: it, my wife said to me, you know, Mike, we need to give our kid a basketball. <laughs> I said, Katie, it's not going to work for him. Yeah. Um, not in I mean, it was,
2: it was to the point where you were looking at the deals that were popping up that were two, million, uh, two years and $10 million, and you go, huh, bummer for that guy. Everybody else is getting paid. He only got $10 million over two years. That's the reality of the NBA that is a different reality for all of the rest of us in life. Winner. My seven-year-old daughter dominated the monkey bars on the Ninja Warrior section of the trampoline park. Well done. Uh, Will says that he's a loser because he had plans to go to Pickwick for the 4th of July, but they fell through. I'll say I'm a winner this weekend. This comes from the 601 because I got to meet the great Ric Flair. Woo! woo! Beat you to it. Hey, Dan. It's all right. Was it a good woo, though? It was good. Uh, it's an interesting take because there are a lot of people that would have Megan Rapino as a winner. Two goals for the United States against France. Loser is purple purple hair anti American girl soccer player. Also talking about Megan Rapinoe.
1: I do. I mean, they're making this run. They're the best team in the world. All this stuff. I would like to read about that team, not her and her feud with Donald Trump. Like there are other girls on that team, other women on that team, that I would like to read about and know more about. But that's all. That's all you can get is. Megan Rapino, not phased by a feud with president. It's like, give me something else. I understand yeah. that's a story. I get it. I know. It's a story. The president and this player engaging in back and forth through the media is a story, but there's also more stories, and it's a disservice to the rest of the team that they're not getting covered at all.
2: I wonder if that could lead to any internal conflict yeah,
1: you would think, right? I was. But I
2: guess with the way she's playing.
1: Yeah, they'll forgive it. But, y- you know, shouldn't you win a championship first before you start telling everybody what you're going to do in celebration? Yeah, arguably. Um,
2: U.S. men's national team in soccer, they beat Curacao 1 0 yesterday. But everybody's kind of saying it was terrible.
1: Yeah, they played real passive for the last like 75 minutes of that game. But Curacao is fascinating. So it's a small island country, right? Just north of Venezuela. 160,000 people. But it's – I don't know what you call it anymore. The Netherlands doesn't own Curacao, but it's one of those situations. All but five players on that team were born and raised in the Netherlands, which is a soccer factory. But they knew they weren't quite good enough to make the Netherlands national team So they all go play for Curacao now. Hmm. So they grew up in Europe, and they get to go live and play in a tropical island country now. It's pretty cool.
2: Semifinals of the Women's World Cup England against the United States tomorrow afternoon. uh, 2 o'clock Central Time, if you want to watch it. And then on Wednesday, the Netherlands, previously mentioned, but on the women's side, will play Sweden and so you'll have either England or the United States against either the Netherlands or Sweden for the um, Women's World Cup title. That final is coming up on July 7th. Anything we're missing from the weekend as far as winners and losers go? I don't
1: think Anyone? so. Anyone? Yeah. Well, covered it? You know, if you want to continue on with NBA what charlotte did with kemba walker is embarrassing
0: fair enough what are you guys going to do for the fourth of july i gotta put together a menu man i don't
1: know sleeping off a hangover probably from the third of july (laughs) Yeah. big third of july you might have a problem borky (laughs) No, no, it's, uh, it's... just a random Wednesday night. No, I told you. I, we're having a, a small get-together with the very few friends that I got, and... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so... I don't know. I <laughs> buddy of mine's taking his, uh, taking his son to the
2: uh, Gold Cup semifinal in Nashville. United States against... Who are they playing? Jamaica.
1: Jamaica. That's right. It's the team that knocked him out of the semis two years ago.
2: There you go. Um... What are you doing for the 4th of July, Rippy?
3: We don't have a show, do we? No. It's a good question, then. We will be off that day. To be determined. Should I, like, invite you to come to eat with us or something? That'd be nice.
2: Okay, you're invited. Hey, Dad's my plus one. Uh, I think Hey, Dad's busy.
0: Although I don't know that I've heard him
2: invite you for a 4th of July
3: meal. Yeah, what gives?
0: Ah, man, that's a long way to drive home, you know, with a slight buzz. Plus, it's it's a Pringles theme this year.
3: I'm out. (laughs) I got a couple people that sent me pictures of Pringles over the weekend. How'd that go? Not a nice move. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, Donald sends us a message. He's got a winner to add. Logan Cook, former punter at Mississippi State who is now in the NFL with the Jaguars, came home this past weekend and hosted a free football camp for young children in his hometown of Columbia, Mississippi. That's really
0: cool. I got a quick one from our friend Rebecca Turner. Maddie Jasper of Tupelo competed in the USA Weightlifting Youth National Championships. First place in the snatch. She put 182 pounds over her head. She's 16. Whoa. It's
2: impressive. Well done. That's like putting a rippy and a half above your head. Yes. At least. Give or take. Give or take. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Those are your winners and losers from the weekend. Got a bunch more to get to when we come back in the Renaissance Bank Studio. I got a text message on the Ceasefire text line, and thanks for this. I'm not sure who it's from. 601 number. Um, read about this over the weekend. Tony show who is the head baseball coach at Louisiana Lafayette, is in intensive care after a heart attack, and it's the second episode that he's had in about a week. Um, So he had a heart attack a little over a week ago, had to go back to the hospital with complications, maybe a second heart attack. Uh, There was a lot of concern about him, and uh, the, the message on the C Spire text line said, He's built that over uh, that program over in Lafayette. In a lot of ways, it's one that mirrors the program at Southern Miss. Um, it's a pretty good comparison, actually. Uh, Tony Robichaud, considered to be a really, really good baseball coach. Uh, so hopefully things are okay with uh, with him as well. We are counting you down to the start of the college football season. Today is July 1st. I don't know if it's August 1st exactly. It may even be a couple of days sooner, but
1: we're a month away from the start of fall camp. And for what it's worth, NFL teams report like a week and a half sooner. So we're really getting there. Wow. Hey, Dad, has it gotten here
2: too quickly, or are you ready for it?
0: You know... Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I mean... It's only been a few days since I, you know, a week now, I guess, since I was in Omaha. So I, I still haven't completely disengaged from baseball. I did my podcast today about baseball, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I, when we get to media days, that's when it'll start feeling like football for me, I think.
2: A couple of weeks of downtime and a little bit of a transition, but that's it. I mean, it's just a couple of weeks now. The, the idea of baseball ending at the end of May and then football starting in September is kind of a foreign concept these days. Uh, it's more like baseball goes toward the end of June and then football practice starts around the 1st of August. I know Rippy is excited about getting out to uh, cover fall practices, which really should be labeled summer practices.
3: Yeah, they call it fall camp, but it's it's really hot. There, there's little fall about
2: it. Very true. Except maybe the guy's falling out because of the heat. That was pretty dumb.
1: All right, dad joke.
2: Yeah, that was
3: terrible. Dad joke Mondays now.
2: Hey, it was, I yeah, mean, it was even it stupid up. like before it came out of my mouth. And I knew it, and I just couldn't not say it. What we can do, though, is uh, continue the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. This day is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This day is bananas.
0: 100 teams in 100 days.
2: Team number 61 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. They should be in the ACC. They're actually in the Big Ten. The Maryland Terrapins.
0: The Turtles. Not
2: bad Fight Song? Not a very good football team. Five and seven a year ago. Made a coaching change. Mike Loxley is the new head coach at the University of Maryland. He played his college football at Towson. He was the head coach at New Mexico 2009-2011 to 2011 and was um, the interim head coach for five or six games at Maryland in 2015. Most recently on Nick Saban's staff at Alabama and uh, has now gone back to Maryland. There's not a lot in Mike, Loxley's record as a head coach that points to him being successful this go around. So why will this time be different? Any
0: any thoughts? He sort of strikes me as the Will Muschamp of offense. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He'll get it the second time. He'll be better. Eh, probably not.
2: Yeah one and five in the six games that he was the uh, the head coach at Maryland in 2015 as the uh, the interim 2009 to 2011 head coach at New Mexico. Uh, he did not make it out of year three. Guys they were two and 26 one and 11 and 09, one and 11 and 10, in oh and four and 11 and then he was fired. He went two and 26 at Maryland. I'm sorry, New Mexico. 1-5 is the interim head coach at Maryland. He has a head coaching record of 3-31. and 31. But he was most recently the offensive coordinator at Alabama, so let's hire Mike
0: Loxley. When you take a group of underachievers like that Alabama offense and get the numbers that they got with those kind of players, that tells you he's doing a great coaching job.
1: And now he's going to share a division with Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan. It'll be fine. Good luck.
3: But the selling point is that he like went and worked under Saban and kind of recouped his career, allegedly.
0: It worked so well for uh It's a rehab facility.
3: <laughs>
0: Lane Kiffin. For coaches.
3: For, for Kiffin, okay. Yeah. He did, he's not coaching in the Big Ten East. I'm not saying it's uh, the same thing, but... It's worked before. Maryland went
2: 5-7 and seven last year. And, I mean, you remember all the... I mean, Maryland needed a fresh start. And maybe there weren't a ton of guys that were lining up for the Maryland job. Um, they open with Howard, then they play Syracuse, and go to Temple, they get Penn State on a Friday night at home. They go to Rutgers, they go to Purdue... Rutgers is the only team that they're picked by Phil Steele to finish in front of in the Big Ten East. Um, They're they're picked tied for fifth with Indiana. I mean, give me a reason to believe that Maryland is going to be okay under Mike Loxley. I mean, is there anything that you see that makes you believe that? They
0: do own a two-game winning streak against Texas.
2: That is true. Texas is not on the schedule this year.
0: So that's that's not good for them. They, they should try to keep that going.
2: I know, you know their, cor- the,
0: I'm sorry.
2: I was just gonna say, you know who the quarterback's likely gonna be?
0: For Maryland? The
2: Yeah. Who? The Virginia Tech grad transfer Josh Jackson. Uh. that does nothing for you? No. Nah. He wasn't bad at Virginia Tech. He was all right. Yeah. I would think that it would be hard to be a Maryland fan to be excited about a football season coming up right now.
0: I got a friend who's a Maryland fan. I'll, I'll holler at him. See what he says? You should. You should. Uh, you should do that. Scott Van Pelt's a Maryland fan? That's true. They, one of their most famous alums, also one of our most famous Mississippians. Who's that? Jim Henson is a Maryland Terrapin. How about
2: that? Who else on the famous alum list for Maryland?
0: Larry David. Connie Chung. Huh? And let's see if you know who this person is, Sergey Br- Sergey Brin. Do you know who that is?
2: Yeah, he's the uh, co-founder of Google.
0: Worth a cool fifty bill.
2: I think he could donate some of that to help the football program.
0: You, <laughs> if they ever got him on board, they they could be a power.
2: Hey Sergey, we we don't really need a lot. I mean, if you could give us One
0: like 50th of your net income.
2: Or even one 100th. One I mean, like a $500 million donation, and you could spread it out over five years. Yeah. You'd never
1: notice it gone. Well, they don't need the donation to the university. What they need him to do is find the right person to slip some of those.
3: Yeah, send him an ESPNU 300 list and let him disperse it how he pleases. Yeah, that's more
1: like how he can actually help.
3: Through Google stock? or eh, Probably too much of a paper trail.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's got to be cash, man.
0: It's cash only.
2: Yeah, stock options don't work. And get them to do Google Furlos,
0: you know.
1: What ever happened to the Google glasses? Not everything's
0: not everything's a winner, you know.
1: People aren't willing to sacrifice their dignity to wear stupid glasses. I guess (laughs) (laughs) you would, though, wouldn't you, Borky? (laughs) If somebody paid me enough, I'd wear anything. But no, I wouldn't put those on yet.
3: Wait, did, did you guys
2: do the, like, Tiger Cubs, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts thing growing up at all? I did not. No. No. So I never made it to Boy Scouts, but I did Cub Scouts and whatever was before that. And, like, there was a Boy Scouts magazine that came. It's called Boy's Life. And it had, like, all these, you know, like, camping stories and different places you would go. And, you know, if you get stuck, you know, in a bear cave trying to survive in the wilderness, you know, how do you... Fight your way out of it with a spoon, that kind of thing. I mean, not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there was always like three pages of classifieds in the back of the magazine, like where you could buy little gadgety stuff, you know, like a yeah. like a pocket knife with a flashlight on it or whatever else. There was always an advertisement in there for um, X-ray glasses. Did those ever actually work? I never could convince my parents to let me order them for fourteen and ninety-five plus shipping and handling.
1: Feel like if they were functional, that would be a legal liability.
2: Yeah, I mean, like if you put them on and you can just see through people's clothes, it just—it was hard for me to wrap my mind around how that actually worked. But I never tested them out to uh, to try. Maryland, team number sixty-one on the countdown of one hundred teams in one hundred days. Monday afternoon, just after 5 o'clock with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey. Monday afternoon, Sports Talk brought to you every day by Mississippi Land Bank. If you're in North Mississippi and you've got land financing or refinancing needs, Mississippi Land Bank can help. If you're a farmer, need to buy a new piece of equipment, whether it's a, uh, I don't know, a spreader or some sort of a plow, or maybe it's a tractor or a combine or one of those great, big, fancy cotton pickers that, uh, you know, the old cotton pickers, you filled up the basket and then you had to dump it into the trailer. You don't have to do that anymore. It just rolls out the round bales and then it just kind of drops it out behind them as you're going. Maybe you need to get a new one of those, well, Mississippi Land Bank can finance that for you. It's what they've been doing for over a hundred years. Check out the website, find a branch location near you, or give them a call. Talk to one of the uh, one of the loan officers at the uh, local office with you. They will understand what the needs are that you have, and then will help you accomplish those needs. That's why they know the lay of the land. Glad to have you along. The C Spire text line is open six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. It is time for the college football fix college football fix is driven by Ford and your local mississippi Ford dealers you can start your search for a new car or truck or SUV online at buyfordnow.com and that's all that should be as a start you just gotta see what they've got to offer and then go to your local Mississippi Ford dealer and get behind the wheel of an F-150 or maybe the Expedition Max or maybe it's the uh, Explorer, that fantastic mid-size SUV that, I guess it's a full-size SUV that uh, has been around forever and has just gotten better and better and better. Great financing deals, great incentives. And if you are a military member or first responder, then they've got extra special savings for you from now through next Monday. The extra special savings for military and first responders ends next Monday, so be sure to take advantage of that and don't miss out on the savings. So today for your college football fix, last chance you. Not last chance you Mississippi style, when East Mississippi Community College was featured, but... Last Chance U, Oklahoma, right? Or was it Kansas? Kansas. Kansas. The controversial coach at the center of the recent Netflix series, Last Chance U, junior college in Kansas, is suddenly finding himself at the center of a much more serious crime. Okay, you remember this guy's name, right? Jason Brown. Independence Community College, Independence, Kansas. Got into some trouble. You remember, what was it? He had a a player of German descent on his roster who he told him, I'm your Hitler. Right? Yep, that's the guy. That's the guy that we're talking about here.
1: That was a bad move Just at the surface level Yeah, that's not something that intelligent people say Now he's been
2: indicted on ten different charges Per the Parsons' son Eight of those indictments Were for felonies Four for blackmail Four counts of identity theft And two more for criminal false communication Just misdemeanors How about this? I really wish he was going to be on last chance to you this year to kind of go through this story. So he was getting bad press and and Borky correct me if I'm wrong. I I, I know you linked the story here. I read a, a longer version of this over the weekend and this is what I remember for. It. He's getting some bad press and he wants the bad press to stop. So he sends a cease and desist letter. To two different news outlets, telling them that they are being ordered to stop with the false allegations. But he doesn't send it on Jason Brown letterhead. He says that he is an attorney for the Cochrane firm. That is the Cochrane firm that was originally founded by Johnny Cochrane of O.J. Simpson defense fame and has branched out into offices all over the country clearly in Kansas as well so he impersonates an attorney at the Cochran firm and sends a cease and desist letter to these news organizations and then he's found out (laughs) According to a story published by the Montgomery County Chronicle, one of the two newspapers originally uh, allegedly victimized Brown. Case against Brown results from an investigation into emails sent to the Chronicle as well as the Independence Daily Reporter. Sent a cease and desist email to the Chronicle shortly after the paper published an editorial regarding a fight between the Independence and Garden City football teams. Brown allegedly opposed as an attorney in the Cochran law firm in California.
1: Founded by Johnny Cochran. What is this guy doing? He's just a clown. Did you watch that season? No. He's the guy that said that he doesn't study film because the game just comes to him. He's smarter than all the other coaches and he didn't watch film because he can just call plays on the fly and be fine. It was a clown show, man. Like People didn't like, or at least people around here didn't like the east mississippi version but that was real and raw and like it felt like an actual reality show you know how it's distorted now or like you have the bachelor where you're forcing people to pretend like they're falling in love and that kind of crap that was real what you saw this dude was he was like an actor he was putting on a show and it was a clown show and it was a different it was actually embarrassing it wasn't this is how junior college football actually works this is how the sausage is being made, as Hey likes to put it. That's what the East Mississippi one was. It was raw and real. This guy was just a, a complete clown and not indicative of how football actually works at any level. He was a joke, and now you can see
0: exactly what he was. But well, we pretty couldn't pretty have Buddy on there. there. Couldn't have Buddy on the show because he cussed too much. Couldn't have that. Couldn't this have this guy who's,
2: you, did, know. you didn't watch this? No, I did not watch it.
1: It, Well, it's it was a waste of time. It wasn't entertaining. It was just he was a clown.
3: Yeah. You said he was a hot tub guy. Yeah, his favorite thing. He had an outdoor hot tub. They'd fill him in there while he's smoking cigars. Hmm.
2: I have genius. I'm not anti-hot tub, but I'm like more of the okay. If you got a hot tub that's like connected to a pool. Like, you see that more and more often. Like, somebody's got a pool in their backyard with a hot tub in it. I've been part of, like, removing a couple of hot tubs. Those things weigh about
3: a million pounds. I'm going to bet this guy told everyone he met how big his hot tub was. You think so? Yeah, and how many different settings it had.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dad, are you a hot tub guy? Love to get in the hot tub. Have you got a hot tub at your house? I do not. You ever thought about putting one in? I have not.
0: I don't make that cross
2: across money. Well, I was just going to say, if you came across a little extra cash, do you think you might put one in?
0: If, if if I had the disposable income to put one in, yes, that would be a, a high on the list of considerations. Hmm. Would your wife be on board with it? I don't know. That's not, I haven't ever had the money to just come to have, and have the conversation with her. You know, hey, we have this cash laying around.
2: What does you it, it to cost to buy a hot tub?
0: I don't know. i got a friend who's got one. I, I should ask like, him. I got a lot of friends today, evidently. I got friends that do this and that. Must be nice.
3: New, mm, anywhere between two and four grand if you get a nice one. Yeah, for a nice Cigar one. Cigar yeah. not included.
0: You can get the uh, the inflatable bubble jet one, though, for 500 bucks from Walmart.
3: Well, see, that might be a good way to
2: start. That'd be kind of a way to uh, try it out and see how much you really like it. Yeah, I think your girls would be a fan.
0: I think so. They love to get in the pool, so why not?
2: Hmm. I had a buddy that got one of those little cheap twenty-five-dollar inflatable pools for his kids. He sometimes goes and sits in it himself. Like at the end of the day, he'll just go like sit in the pool. I he said he's gotten more use out of that than like anything they bought for their kids in the last couple of years. Kids just love water. Yeah. My mom got you know the little uh, little turtle sandbox that's got a lid on it. You've seen those before, right? Everybody's got one of those. My mom got one of those for uh, for Francis. Didn't put the sand in it, just started filling it up with water. She like, lives in that thing. We kind of went off the rails a little bit. So uh, what's going to happen okay. with Jason Brown? Is he going to jail? Probably. He's going to big boy jail. You think he deserves it? Yeah. Probably. For this, or just... He's just a guy that would benefit from going to jail for a while? Sure. Society's okay. probably better... With him not being in it. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Renaissance Bank Studio. Glad to have you along on Sports Talk Mississippi streaming online, Supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. Uh Ceasefire Text Line is open, 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. So, tomorrow on the tomorrow morning on the uh, the Gallo show, you got a real live debate. How would you feel about um, Paul Gallo as your debate moderator? He's not gonna put up with any
0: funny business, is he?
2: No, or you,
0: you'll get answers to his questions.
2: Yeah, you'll give answers to his questions. Yeah, he's gonna get the answer. Tomorrow, the Republican candidates for the office of Secretary of State Sam Britton and Michael Watson will debate live on the Gallo Show from 7 until 8. Republican Secretary of State candidates Michael Watson Sam Britton debating live with Paul Gallo as the moderator. He will
1: not let that thing get off the rails. wonder if either of them will speak Spanish like Beto did. To Vito or Beto? Uh, whatever. That guy's not winning anyway, but. Uh, you don't think so? Not, not a chance. I saw the, the funniest thing, though, is after he decided to just start speaking in Spanish, uh, I do follow a couple of political people on Twitter, and one of them said, Wow, that was really impressive. He failed to answer the question in two languages.
2: <laughs> hey, don't forget the seventh annual Palmer Home for Children Radio Thon is on Thursday, July 25th, right here on Super Talk, Mississippi. You'll find out Palmer Home for Children rescues and restores children. It's a faith-based organization that doesn't take any government money, so we need your help. One of the many ways that you can help is by donating an uh, an item to our Radiothon online auction. The money raised from your item will go directly to help these children. If you've got something that you'd like to donate to be auctioned off during the Radiothon, please email us, Donate at supertalk.fm. Your business will get great exposure across the state on Supertalk Mississippi, plus it's a great cause. And I hope you'll be thinking a little bit about the Radiothon. Uh, You know that we are going to be asking you to make donations. We're going to be asking you for money on Thursday, July 25th. So as opposed to being surprised when we ask you uh, in about three and a half weeks, uh, give it some thought between now and then. And uh, maybe talk to your spouse, or if you're single and don't have to talk to your spouse, maybe talk uh, talk to yourself about it. Think about it a little bit, and think about what you might be able to do or might be willing to do to uh, help the children of Palmer Home during the 7th Annual Super Talk Mississippi Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. Really special day, and one that we look forward to every single year. All right. So let's try to walk through what happened yesterday on day one of NBA free agency. The Brooklyn Nets were the big winners. Kevin Durant, even though he was not going to play this year, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan are all headed to Brooklyn. I think most people... Would agree that this makes Brooklyn a contender. Does it make Brooklyn a contender this year, or is it still a year away?
0: If if KD was healthy and he was coming in ready to go, they would they would might be the depending on what happens with Kawhi, they might be the favorites in the East. Okay, Um, but with him being out, I mean, and with an Achilles injury, you just don't ever know. But they probably are going to have to wait. They'll be good this year. They look like a playoff team, but they won't be—they won't be a championship team until KD is back and fully healthy.
2: Rippy, what was the appeal
3: for these guys to go to Brooklyn? Good young nucleus. I think it was more so Kyrie wanting to go to New York, but not wanting to deal with the Knicks. So I guess some sort of structure. I don't know if it's a young nucleus because the core of that just got traded or is about to get traded to Golden State. Um, and then Durant is friends with Kyrie Irving a lot of times it's simple as that I think there would have been a better chance Durant went to the Knicks if he had not blown out his Achilles they'll be really good next year too I don't think they could win the East but they'll be top 4, top 5 seed Who Brooklyn yeah. or the Knicks? Brooklyn, the Knicks okay. would be terrible yeah. yeah,
1: they've been working on it for a while too both of them took a little less money to make sure that they could get DeAndre Jordan that, that deal, that, this was not like a free agency day one shocker, at least to them. This was something they had been working on for a while. They wanted to play together somewhere, and, and they brought Jordan on and took less money to do it.
3: And paying DeAndre Jordan $10 million a year is probably not the greatest idea, but whatever. their roster has a ton of depth, though. Too much money for him? It's a lot of money for a dude like that. It doesn't feel like a lot
2: of money in the current NBA landscape, though. Fair enough. All right, so Klay Thompson signs an extension with Golden State. He gets a max deal. Uh, the Warriors bring in D'Angelo Russell. So Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell. They lose Andre Iguodala. He goes to the uh, to the Grizzlies for now.
3: You don't think he'll stay with the Grizzlies? Probably no. buy him out and end up in the, with the Lakers. That's right. Oh, stuffs an ever spinning wheel.
2: No kidding. Would he not be a good
3: piece for the Grizzlies? I think they're more so trying to like get some stuff off the books, so buying him out, opening up some a roster spot. Okay,
2: um, fair enough. Are the Warriors set to contend next year with Steph Curry and a healthy Clay Thompson Absolutely. and D'Angelo
0: Russell? Oh yeah, and Draymond Green. Yeah, that team's still good.
3: But The could, problem is, could win not the title, and I wouldn't be surprised. March.
0: Yeah, they. they, they, But once they're healthy, yeah, they're they're still as good as they're still really, really good.
1: Is
2: are are the Knicks as big of a disaster as everybody wants to make them?
1: Nope. No. I'm going to be hot take guy and say that it's a risk one way or the other, but it's justifiable not offering Kevin Durant a max contract considering he'll be 32 by the next time he touches the floor, and he's a seven footer coming off of an Achilles injury. It's a risk, especially because your entire fan base wanted you to make that offer, but them not doing so is understandable. He's in his 30s. He tore his Achilles. As you guys mentioned, you'd never really come back from that 100%. The sample size is far against Kevin Durant than it is for him. And Is James, is James Dolan now the most
2: hated owner in professional sports? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like current...
3: Yeah, currently. Okay, yeah, probably. You had somebody else you were going for? Like Donald Sterling or something when he was with the Clippers? Well, I was going with that. Jeter's not very popular at the moment. That thing might be headed
2: in the right direction in Miami. Maybe. It's starting to look a little better. Michael Jordan's a really
3: bad owner. He's a really bad owner. Charlotte let Kimball Walker go. The dude that runs the Suns is really, really bad as well. I forget his name.
0: Tarver, is his name? Robert Tarver?
3: Yeah. Um,
2: Philadelphia is still pretty good, right? Al Horford signs with Philly. Tobias Harris signs an extension. Some people say they maybe have overpaid for him. Chris Stapps Porzingis signs his big deal with Dallas. That was expected. So the future looks pretty good for the Dallas Mavericks with Porzingis and um, Luka. Uh, Luka. Luka Doncic.
0: They're a very good team. We like to watch them in the Russia. <laughs> <laughs> How got
1: they got himself go a be? couple of Dirk's to replace yeah. the retiring Dirk. If Porzingis is healthy, they I mean, the West is so wide open.
0: Really is. There's there's good teams in the West, but I mean, right now outside of maybe the Suns and I'm trying to think of who's also on the bottom. who's not who would you say yeah, there's no way they make the playoffs?
3: Memphis and probably Minnesota. Yeah.
0: They get the answer. You think
3: Sacramento's also. got a shot?
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Ago. The Kings have got a. They have an interesting young team.
2: And they held on to somebody just resigned with Seattle with uh, Sacra, Excuse me, Sacramento. Harrison
3: Barnes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler goes to Miami, proving what lots of other people have already said. Doesn't really care about winning
1: but he sure got paid and they also sent Hassan Whiteside packing already
2: New Orleans signs J.J. Redick to a two year 26 million dollar deal they traded two second round picks for Derek Favors and Borky you think they are now a legitimate playoff team
1: they can be. The West is so wide open, maybe not. But they have everything you need. They needed to get favors for rotations in the big, and, or at the five, really, is between him and Jaleel Okafor and Christian Wood will all play the five. They needed that desperately. And they got veteran shooting to space the floor for Zion and Drew Holiday, who's more of a slasher. And they've got a point guard who can run with pace. I mean, Lonzo can't shoot, but Gentry's system is all about running. They'll be first in the NBA in pace, and suddenly you've got depth and you've got Good pieces, good veterans, and good young guys. And it's, I mean, that's a playoff team as they're currently built. Hmm. Sports
2: Talk, Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm with you and the Renaissance Bank Studio. Renaissance Bank, understanding you. All right, so again, baseball in London this weekend. Did you guys watch any of this? Some of it, all of it, none of
1: it? Most of the game on Saturday and a little bit on Sunday. I watched a few innings on Saturday. The Saturday
2: game was insane. Yankees scored six in the top of the first. Almost enough to make you tune out.
1: Red Sox answer was six in the bottom of the first. The over-under was 11.5. Covered in the bottom of the first inning.
2: Masahara Tanaka goes two-thirds of an inning, gives up four hits, six earned runs, two walks, no strikeouts, which is only slightly better than Rick Porcello, who worked a third of an inning, gave up five hits, six earned runs, one walk, and no strikeouts. The Yankees used eight pitchers in the game, and so did the Red Sox. Both teams used eight pitchers in the ball game. Yankees scored six in the first, two in the third, six in the fourth, three in the fifth, and then that was it the rest of the way. So they were way out in front. They were ahead 17-6, to and then the Red Sox scored a run in the sixth, six in the seventh, and then no scoring in the eighth or the ninth. A combined 30 runs and 37 hits with nary an error. Neither team made an error in the game, despite 30 runs and 37 hits. So that was game one. Game two looked a little calmer. Red Sox struck for four runs in the bottom of the first. Yankees got two in the top of the second. So it was four to two going in the top of the seventh inning when the Yankees scored nine. They added another run in the eighth to go up 12 to four. Red Sox scored four more runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. And again, a ton of pitchers used seven for the Yankees and seven for the Red Sox. Now you had some you know, some carryover where guys pitched, you know, more than one inning, or uh, pitched in both games. But both teams used 15 pitchers over two games. You don't want to get in a habit of having to do that on a regular basis
3: probably not I wonder if they got a 26 man they did that for the teams that played in Mexico
2: mm, I don't know they got two days off going and two days off coming back and with the all-star break just around the corner the thought was that teams were pretty open to doing this because it's almost like a second all-star break makes sense do you like we talked about this a little bit on Friday that it was coming up and then it was kind of a neat novelty. Do you like it for anything more than just a novelty? Because it didn't. Hey, Dad, I think you said on Friday it kind of felt like an exhibition. Mm. I don't think it ended up feeling that way because you had 60,000 fans there for the games. So great crowds, fun games for the fans. The you, guy you wearing stand the by?
0: half Yankees, half Red Sox hat. I was just like, oh my God, can you imagine? Yeah, you can't do that in America. You, you you just can't do that. You can't <laughs> it's just not done. Uh I mean I like I, said, I didn't watch the games. I mean, regular season baseball with the team that I'm not a fan of, it's it's gonna be hard to get me to watch, no matter what's going on. Um so I'll take your word for it that it didn't feel like an exhibition, but I mean, seventeen to thirteen. I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's like I feel like just look at the scores, it feels like you're watching nineteen ninety seven Mississippi State LSU baseball out there. You know, where they're still using the, the old BB Corps bats. That's it felt it's... like Yankees Red
2: Sox because game one lasted four hours and forty two minutes and game two <laughs> lasted four hours twenty-four minutes.
0: That I can buy.
2: Jeez. Did you like it,
1: Morky? I'm gonna be kind of a hypocrite here. So I, I liked the novelty of it. I mean the dugouts even being in a different spot was pretty cool. The stadium was awesome. The atmosphere was really good. It, it was like gorilla ball though. And I am on I am champion of I like home runs and I like scoring and that's what makes baseball fun, but I mean 30 combined runs is a little much, isn't it? I would like yeah, to see somebody little... get somebody out at some point.
0: Just you you yeah. watch the games a little bit, Richard. How many balls were hit out that would have been just deep fly balls in Fenway or or Yankee Stadium?
2: Um, I mean, you know, a couple of the line shots down the right field line probably would have gotten out at Fenway. You know, if they were far enough down the right field line, there's a short porch in right field at Yankee Stadium. I mean, these were two teams that were going to hit some home runs, probably regardless. But I don't think you would have had as many as you had in these games.
3: Yankee starter Jay Happ said, "My only piece of advice to the pitchers coming here: if it's your turn to start, skip it." <laughs> Not going to really help the ERA all that much. I mean, it's a closed-in soccer stadium. They turn it into a baseball field. Like you just going to have to live with it. Where did they play sure. the
2: game? London Stadium. Retrofitted it. Okay. I don't know who plays their I'm home matches in on. London Stadium. Also had the World Cup of cricket going on there. Huge. Which is a really big deal.
0: You ever uh, tried West to watch Am cricket there? Okay. No.
1: It's actually interesting. The scoring takes forever to learn, but you hit the ball anywhere. I mean, you're you're in the middle of a circle, and if you hit the ball anywhere and your opponent doesn't catch it, you you still get to hit. And so they're out there just like deflecting balls away from the wickets or whatever it's called, all over the place, and they get to hit all day long. The games last days. It's interesting, but it's not like baseball. They're not swinging. Full. They're just deflecting the ball. And some of them swing, obviously, because they have, I forget what you call it, but it's like a home run. You hit it out of the circle. But the goal is to just hit it to where nobody will catch it out of the air. That's the goal. Fair enough.
2: All star games coming up next Tuesday night. So you get the uh, home run derby next Monday night, a week from tonight. Christian Yelich announces that uh, he is going to participate in the home run derby. Does that do anything for you?
3: I like the Home Run Derby. I'd watch whoever's in it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's weird that it's not while we're at SEC Media Days. Last few years, you've had Home Run Derby and All-Star Game while SEC Media Days is going on. I don't know if they moved the All-Star Game up or we're a week later this year. It's early. The All-Star Game is? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And all star teams have been announced. Freddie Freeman is the starting first baseman for the National League. Very deservingly, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's
3: really good. <laughs> okay. I mean <laughs> Well no,
2: I mean, I didn't know if there's somebody else that you thought made more sense. At first base. All right. The uh the field for the home run derby. Vlad Guerrero Jr. from Toronto was not called up until late April hits bombs. Carlos Santana from Cleveland. I guess I can kind of goes without saying all these guys hit bombs. Pete Alonso, former uh, Florida Gator with the Mets, Christian Yelich from the Brewers, Josh Bell from the Pirates, Ronald Acuña Jr. from the Atlanta Braves. And two spots still open. Little rumor mill stuff. Cody Bellinger, who won it uh, last year, will not participate this year. Joey Gallo is a possibility. Uh, as of June 24th, so middle of la- I guess last Monday, Major League Baseball had not reached out to Aaron Judge. He won the 2017 Derby and said that he will only participate in it again if it takes place in Yankee Stadium. Uh, Shoei Otani, possibility? Has not been invited as of this past weekend. Hunter Renfro is a possibility. Has said that he would be honored to take part in the Home Run Derby. That'd
0: be fun to watch. Yeah, he's been hitting bombs uh, the past few weeks, the past couple months actually.
2: Mike Trout is not going to participate in the Home Run Derby. Major League Baseball has not reached out to Luke Voigt of the Yankees. Uh, Gary Sanchez has not decided yet whether or not he will participate. Still thinking about it. Said he wants to talk to his wife and his agent before making his final decision. Who do you want to see in the Home Run Two spots remaining. Who do you want to see in the Home Run Derby? That Judge. would make you watch that you might not watch otherwise. Aaron Judge, yep. I
1: want to see the biggest guy swing.
2: Okay. Where's the All-Star game this year? Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. Okay. Which probably is the biggest reason that Carlos Santana is in it.
3: That and he hits tanks.
2: It's going to hit left-handed. Um, And generally, there's a... Uh, a hometown player who is uh, is in the home run derby as well
1: a super talk mississippi ah! media production